Good morning, everybody. Psachim Daf Gimel Kuchazaris from Naf Beis. The Mishnah Naf Beis on Naf introduced us to the Chiv of Bedika that a person is obligated to check his house for chametz on the Arlar Baaser. And the Gemara went through trying to figure out whether R is referring to the nighttime or referring to the day. The Gemara brought a bunch of rides back and forth whether R is the day, R is the night. Today, Bez Hashem, the Gemara is going to continue that conversation whether R is the night or R is the day. The Gemara is going to conclude that everybody really agrees that Arlar Baaser is referring to the night of the fourteenth, the night before Pesach. And the Machlekes we had right in the beginning of the Gemara, which in Ravuna and Yehuda, whether R is Nagi, whether R is Lili, it's just a matter of what they used to call nighttime in their respective places. That in Ravuna's place they called nighttime Nagi, and Yehuda's place they called nighttime Lili. So then the Gemara and the Afkimel is going to again pick up the, with this conversation, bring rise back and forth whether R is day or night. Then the Gemara and the Bano is going to discuss the importance of a person speaking Belashen Naki. The Gemara and the is going to continue that discussion that a person should always be careful to speak in a clean language, in a nice language. The Gemara is going to explain that the terror sometimes will even use more words so that it doesn't have to say something which is inappropriate. The Gemara, well, the Gemara is going to say that the terror will sometimes say something which is Einanu Taira versus saying Tameh. Then the Gemara on the base and the bottom is going to bring down a few stories about the importance of being careful how a person speaks. So let's pick up on the bottom of that base and base, jumping right in. It says the Halagi Gemara must Marzatra asks Marzatra again, continuing the conversation, trying to figure out whether R is referring to nighttime or R is referring to the morning. So it says the Halagi Gemara. Masiv Marzatra Hamapelas Talacha is this is a Mishnah in Idias, Mishnah Paraktal, Mishnah Yud. Very interesting Machlaikus between Besham Besel. Talacha is that a woman after she gives birth, Talacha she has to bring a carbon eighty days by in a cave, she has to bring a carbon and the eighty first days. Now the question is, and Talacha is that if a woman, let's say, gives birth and then she's within that period, she has another birth. Now how does a person give birth twice within that eighty day period? So let's say she has an AFL. Allah is she has a stillborn baby within that 80-day period. Allah is everybody agrees, she only has to bring one carbon. Since she had both babies in the same period of time, Allah is that she only has to bring one carbon. However, the question is like this. And if she, let's say she has another baby after the 81st day, which is when the Khiv carbon kicks in, so then everybody agrees she has to bring two carbonates. The question is, what about after the 80th, 80th day, the 81st night. So the halacha is that she's not allowed to bring the carbon until the 81st day. However, the halacha is that she's ready technically in the carbon after the 80th day. So the question is if she has a baby the night of the 81st day, what is the halacha? Does we say that since she practically can't bring the carbon, so the halacha is it goes after the first carbon and she doesn't have to bring a separate carbon? We would say no. That's in Lamaisa, she's really mechuyiv. It's after the 80th day, so therefore she has to bring two separate carbons. That's the halacha. A person who has a nafel, the woman has, she gave birth once and then she has a nafel the night of the 81st day, Beishamei Paichin, Mikarbon, Ubeitzel Machayv, Beishamei says they're potter from a carbon, Ubeitzel Machayv, Beitzel holds it, they're chayv in a carbon. So now the Gemara is going to explain the back and forth, Amrulah and Beitzel Beishamei, Beitzel said back to Beishamei, Maishna Arshmain Beachad, Miyamishmain Beachad, says Beitzel to Beishamei, what's the difference? You would agree to us that if she has a nafel on the 81st day, the Allah would be that she'd be to bring a carbon. So what's the difference? Why are you potter on the night of the 81st day? And Beisel said, if you agree that the 81st day is the same with Tumah, so it should be the same thing with the night before. Meaning the halacha is that a woman who sees during the 80 days, the halacha is that's, that, that's Dam Yolaitis and that's Tar. However, a woman who sees Dam on the 81st night, and if she sees on the 80, if she sees on the 81st day, but even if she sees on the 81st night, the halacha is that she's that's already Dam Nida again. So it says Beisel to if you agree that the 81st night, the Dam has the status of Dam Nida, so you agree that the night is the same halacha as the day. So why are you saying that in regards to the carbon, there's a difference that only if she sees on the 81st day she has to bring a second carbon if she sees on the 81st night she does not have to bring a separate carbon so it says the Gemara now the Gemara makes a dick from the fact that what's the difference between which is referring to the night of the 81st day and the says the Gemara we have a clear proof that R is referring to the night time because again said what's the difference between and so it's clear that R is not the same thing as daytime it must be R is referring to the night time 
says the Gemara, clear proof that R is referring to the night of the 14th and R is the nighttime. Again, fascinating discussion. We'll have to see by the Shemagetim Tachos Krises what Bishami responded. Definitely interesting conversation, interesting discussion. What exactly the Machlekes Yemeshami tell us? Continues the Gemara with another raya where the R is the nighttime or the daytime. Says the Gemara, Mesa Yachol Yenachol Or Lishlishi. I would have it sad to say. I would entertain the possibility that a carbon shlom can be eaten the night of the third day as well. Quick Hakdama in general and culture are cool. The Allah is that the nighttime goes after goes bust of the day which follows, meaning that the night the day starts with the night before. It starts with Meir, then it goes till the next day Meir. However, in regards to Kachim, the Allah is not like that. The Allah is that by Kachim the Laila the Yom the Laila but the Allah is. Then we talk about kachim. We talk about eating carbonus. The halachas you're allowed to eat the carbon during the day and the night which follows, not the night before, but the night which follows. So it says the Gemara. So I would have a possibility to say that the halachas that a carbon shlom can be eaten for two days. So I would have to say they could also be eaten the night of the third day because the night time goes buster the day itself and not the next day. It says the Gemara v'dinu. The Gemara makes a kavachemer. Zvachim nechal neimechav v'shlom nechal mishneim. The halachas that zvachim is allowed to be eaten for one day and shlom can be eaten for two days. Malahalam loyla achrayim. Just like by zvachim, the halacha is that the night goes after the day. And Allah says you're allowed to eat the carbon the night after the day which you're allowed to eat it. So I would say by the carbon shlom that you should be allowed to eat it for two days and the night after the second day, which is really the night of the third day. But in regards to kachim, we should say that it should, be, it should go boss to the day before. It should be considered the night of the second day and should be allowed to eat it. Says more Tamil Leimar. That's why the Pasuk says, The Pasuk specifically says that you're only allowed to eat it during the day. So therefore, you're only allowed to eat it during the, the second day, but you're not allowed to eat it the following night. Says You're only allowed to eat it during the day. You're not allowed to eat it the night of the third day. Says So I would have a possibility to say that since you're not allowed to eat it on the third night, so now you, have, you should have to burn it right away. Because in general, the Allah is that after the person is not allowed to eat the carbon, now the Allah is if you leave it over, it has the status of nice and you have to burn it. So I would have possibly to say you have to burn it right away in the, the night of the third day. Says the you start from that. I would think you have to burn it right away. Says the Gemara and we would make a kavah chaymer. Zvachim nechal liyem lila echad vishlam nechal mishneim lila echad. Allah says that zvachim is allowed to be eaten for a day and the following nights, and shlamim can be eaten for two days and the and the night in between. Malalam take of lachilas reifa. Avkan take of lachilas reifa. Just like by the zvachim, Allah is that immediately after the you're you're not allowed to eat it, meaning right away in the morning, Allah says you have to burn it. So too by the shlam, the second you're not allowed to eat anymore. Meaning, right away after the second day, you should have to burn it. That's what the Torah says. You have to burn it on the day, on the third day. Allah is, you have to burn it during the day and not during the night. Now says the Gemara, from the fact that the Gemara said, I would have a possibility to say you're allowed to eat it, the Orlishlishi, again, we see clearly that R is referring to the nighttime. The Gemara explained that we, we would entertain the possibility that you're allowed to eat it the night of the third day. So clearly, R is a lashon of nighttime. Says the Gemara again, another clear proof that R is a lashon of Laila. Says, says the Gemara, writer, Tashima, again, another raya. The night of Yom Kippur by Meirev, you say seven brachas, and you say Vidu Shach Mitzvah Sheva Mitzvah. The Muslim Mitzvah Sheva Mitzvah. But every Tzil you say seven brachas, and you say Vidu Mincha Mitzvah Sheva Mitzvah. But Arvus Mitzvah Me'en Shemana Esrei. You say the shortened version of Shemana Esrei. Rechanan Mikamlila. Rechanan Mikamlila says no. Mishma Vaisav from the name of his father. Mitzvah Shemana Esrei. Shleimus Mitzvah Shacharim Rav Dabachanan Das. The Lachas you say the regular Shemana Esrei because you have to say Avdalim Atachaynis. Therefore you have to say the regular Shemana Esrei. But says the Gemara again Alma or Orti. You see clearly that R is referring to the night because the the Bryce started up by saying, or, or shall Yom Kippur, which is referring to the night of Yom Kippur. So it says the Gemara again, clear proof that R is the nighttime. Shmamina, clear proof. Tashma, another raya. The Tani Debe Shmuel. Leili Arba Asr Baitnis Achametz Laraner. The Shmuel said that the Leil of Arba Asr, you check for the Chametz to the Ard the candle. So it says the Gemara, you see clearly that the Chiv of Badika is the night of the 14th. So we have a clear proof that Arla Arba Asr is referring to the night of the 14th. 
It says the Gemara, Amar Ortu, you see clearly that or is referring to nighttime. Ella says the Gemara, this is the conclusion of the Sigya. Bain Ravuna, Bain Ravihuda, the Kuliyama Ar Ortu. Sire Ravuna, Sire Ravihuda agree that or is referring to the nighttime and that the Bdikas Chamet has to be done like we Paskin, the night of the 14th. Vloi Pligi, Mark Yasre, Mark Yasre. It was just a matter of what the terms meant, what the Lushan meant. Basad Ravuna, Kari Nagi. In the town of Ravuna, they called nighttime Nagi. So that's how Ravuna said that or is referring to Nagi. Basad Ravihuda, Kari And the town of Ravihuda, they called nighttime Lila. So that's how Ravihuda said that means Lila, but Enochanami, they both agree that R is referring to the nighttime, and R Larbaser, the Chi of Dika is the night of the 14th. It says, Asked them, okay, so why did the Mishnah just say very clearly, use a Lashon which isn't ambiguous at all, and say it, the Chi of Dika is Lel Arbaser? Why did the Tana say R Larbaser? Says the Gemara, Lishna Ma'ayu did not got the Tana wanted to say a nicer Lashon, who could have Shuman Levi, like Shuman Levi, Dharma Shuman Levi, Shuman Levi said, the Allah is that a person should never say anything inappropriate, something which isn't such a nice lushan out of his mouth. Because the Torah even added another eight letters in order not to say something which could come across as even, even mildly inappropriate. You know, like the Pasuk says, The Pasuk is from the animal which is tar, and the Pasuk says, instead of saying from the animal which is tame, which is a clear lushan, the Torah said, The Torah went out of its way to add eight extra letters. To refer to the animal which is Tommy by saying Enu Tahira to say to teach us this idea that a person should be careful when he speaks, he should speak Blush and Naki, he should speak in a clean, nice language. And Rashi and Rishana point out that Lila is not necessarily a Lush and Maguna, it's not necessarily a negative language. However, R is definitely a nicer language, and that's why the Mishnah to start off with R. And the Rishayim discussed over here, okay, so then why don't we always say R? Why do we sometimes find the Mishnah in the Bryces that it says Lila? Why only over here in Mishnah in the beginning of the Mishnah to start off with R, but in other places does use Lush of Lila? So some of the Rishayim suggest, the Ran, the Balamar, and others suggest that it could be there's an Indian that when a person starts in the Sakta, when a person starts a new Sefer, it should start off with a Lashon Naki, which is similar to the idea that many Masechtas end off with some Devaragada, which is a, a nice Varagada. The Mashah explains because the, the Indian is that the Masechtas should end with something nice. So too, when we begin a Masechta, we begin the Sefer, it should start off with something nice. And the Rishayim, actually, the Ran quotes a Pasuk, the Pasuk of Telmach says, which means that the beginning of your word should be light. It's actually the Medrash over there in Bayakal brings down that a person should start off a safer using that when Tzadik starts off with, with his words, he's careful to start off with a Lashon Naki. So again, definitely this idea that when a person starts something new, a new safer, a new Masechta, it should start off with a nice, nicer language. Says the Gemara Vaiter. Rav Papa Amar, Rav Papa says, so we, we just brought down that the Torah will add eight letters in order to say Lashon Naki, and instead of saying, instead of saying Tami, it says Eino Tahir. Rav Papa Amar, Papa says, Tesha. Rav Papa says it's even nine words, nine letters. Shinama, because the Pasuk says, Ki Yibacha, I'll find you a case that the Torah added nine letters. Shinama, because the Torah says, Ki Yibacha, Isha Shela Yitar, Mi Mikra Laila, that the Pasuk says that a person had, that a person, Asher Lo Yitar, a person who isn't Tar, instead of saying Tami, it's Asher Lo Yitar, which is an extra nine letters. Ravina, Ravina says, Eser, Ravina says it's actually ten letters. Vav the tar because the the word tar over there is spelled with an extra vav. It's spelled mali, so therefore it's actually ten letters. That the tar went out of its way to say extra instead of saying tamit. Ravach Rayakov Ravach Rayakov says sheish aser. It's actually sixteen extra letters. Shemar because the tar because the pasuk says ki amar mikriu builti taru kiloi tar. The pasuk is builti tar kiloi tar. Again, the tar could have just said tamit. The tar went out of its way to say kiloi tar to say that this idea that a person should try to speak balashin naki says the helgi more right to tanin debe rabbi shmuel elam yisap rad malashin akia. 
Says the Gemara, Bishmal said that a person should always try to say, should try to use, should try to use a nice language, Sharik Bezav, Karu Merkav, because by Zav, the Torah says Lashon of Merkav, which is Lashon of writing, Ubi Isha Karu Meshav, and by a woman, instead of saying Merkav, instead of saying the woman's writing, it says that she's sitting. And the Pasuk says, that a person should make sure to speak nicely, and a person again should make sure to speak in a language which is clear, in a language which is nice. Says, Why do I need two more Pesukim? What was wrong with the first Pasuk? Maybe we'll tell me it's only by the Torah itself. When the Torah speaks, it always speaks in a nicer language. But maybe when it comes to the Gemara, the Mishnah, the Deem, the Rabban, maybe the Rabban don't necessarily speak. That's why the, we brought down the Pasuk. It's always a nicer language. Maybe that's only the Rabban speaking. Maybe when a person in general is speaking, maybe there's no reason he has to go out of his way to say Lashinaki. So that's why we brought down the Pasuk in Ia, which says that even when a regular person speaks, he should speak Lashinaki. The Pasuk says, when a person speaks, he should speak clearly, he should speak Lashinaki. Says the Gemara Vaiter, now asks the Gemara, but like Siv Ba Merkav, does it would never say the Lashon of Merkav by a woman? And again, the Rishoyim discuss, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi brings down the Lashon of Merkav, the Lashon of riding by a woman is inappropriate. Take a look at Rashi, the Ramasal Ki Amar, it says Rashi at the end, Shein Hogan Lahaski Rechivo Pisa Raglaim Isha, that it's inappropriate for the Torah to mention the Lashon of Rechivo because that's referring to the fact that a woman is splitting out her legs, and that is something which is inappropriate. So again, definitely an interesting discussion to figure out exactly what the issue is. Is it an issue of the woman actually just riding, or is it an issue that we should? Should discuss it that way. That we should use a lashon which is discussing pesuk raglaim. There are some places we suggested based on this gemara that a woman shouldn't ride on a horse in general, or shouldn't ride a bike because then she's spreading her legs. But there's definitely makom lechalik, and to say first of all it depends on the society, and number two it could be that just to reference to talk about it could be something inappropriate. But for a woman to do these things is inappropriate. But anyway, back to the gemara. Ask the gemara is it true that we never use a lashon of rechiva by a woman? Says the gemara. We should like Sibai Merkav. Do we never use a lashon of riding by a woman? Like the pasuk says, in regards to Rivka, the pasuk says, "Vatakam Rivka, vanarisat, The Rivka is riding on the camels. So it says the you see clearly that the Torah used a lashon of Rechiva, a lashon of riding by Rivka. And says the Gemara, "Hasim Shem Or who says the Gemara, "No." Over there, since a camel is very tall, it's very scary for a person to ride a camel. So there, it's normal for a person to ride to sit in that fashion. And that's why the Torah didn't write a lashon of Yeshiva. It wrote a lashon of Rechiva. Wrote, it wrote a lashon of riding because that's a normal. The normal fashion of a person to sit on a camel, ever, for example, on a horse or on a donkey, where a person cuts it regular, not necessarily do a lashon rechiva, there the Torah would possibly write yeshiva versus rechiva. Ask the Gemara Vaksev, the Pasuk says, Vaikach Maishas Ishtavez Banav, Erkiv Malachamar. Ask the Gemara, yeah, but the Torah also used a lashon by Maisha's wives, and their, his children were riding on the, on the donkey. And ask the Gemara, by a donkey, you could use a lashon of yeshiva. It's not so scary to ride a donkey, so you could use a lashon of yeshiva. So why the Torah use a lashon of rechiva? Answers the Gemara. Again, answers the Gemara over there since the sons were there as well. So that's why the Lashon of Rechiva is going on the sons and therefore it also mentioned in regards to Moshe's wife. However, in general, we're not going to use the Lashon of Rechiva by a woman. Ask the Gemara. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, Tara says that she was riding on a horse. So again, you see clearly that the Torah is willing to say that a woman's riding on a chamar on a donkey. I'm sorry. And she's like, we shouldn't be used to the Layla Orchu. Again, and she's like, over there, she was riding at night, and therefore at night, it's normal for a person to ride and not sit, not sit normally because a person's scared. So therefore, that's the reason why the Torah used Lashon of Rechiva by a woman. Says the Gemara, by Samuel, I'll tell you, we shouldn't be used to the Layla Lekha. Really, she wasn't scared of riding at night, and therefore you could have really used Lashon of Yeshiva. Why did the Torah use Lashon of Rechiva? 
Because Avigal was scared of David, she was going to speak to David, so therefore to try to defend her husband. So therefore, since she was afraid of David, that's why we use the Torah specifically used the lashon of Rechiva because she was scared. Really, she wasn't really scared of David. However, since she was going up a mountain, that's why we use the lashon of Rechiva. We use the lashon of riding because when a person goes up a mountain, it is normal for her to ride to hold on very tight because she's scared of going up there. Up the mountain, says the Gemara. Ask the Gemara, is it true that the Torah won't use the lashon of Tame? So ask the Gemara, meaning you're telling me that the Torah goes out of its way to say a lashon of Nikia, a lashon, a nicer language. And that's what Torah says. Einenu tahar. When it refers to something which is Tame, it says something which is not Torah. I asked the Gemara, but we find many times the Torah does use lashon of Tame. So what does it mean that we should try to use lashon Naki? So rather explains the Gemara like this. In any situation where you don't have to say any more words to say. So then, the halacha is the Torah will try to write something which is nicer. Will write the cleaner language. However, however, in a situation where the Torah will have to write more words to say lashanaki, then then mishtayv lashan katsar. Then the halacha is the Torah will say it in the shorter language. A person should always teach his Talmudim Lashon Ketara in the shorter way. So therefore, what the Gemara is saying is like this, that in a situation where to say a nicer language would be the same thing, meaning it's the same amount of letters, the same amount of words to say a nicer language versus a not nice language, a terrible glad of its way to say a nicer language. However, in a situation where in order to say the nicer language, it's going to have to say more letters or more words, then we're going to say the regular Lashon, even the language which isn't necessarily Lashon Naki. I ask Sarashi, so why do we say before that the Torah will go out of its way, the Torah will add 8 letters, 10 letters, 16 letters, Letters to say the cleaner lashon. So Rashi, Rashi explains that the Torah went out of its way in a few specific places to, to tell us that a person should speak lashon naki. But in the rest of the places after the Torah told us this idea that a person should, should make sure to speak lashon naki, then we fall back to the regular klal that only, we only go out of our way to say lashon naki if it's the same amount of letters. If it's more letters, more words, then we'll use a regular lashon. And again, like the Gemara says, a person should always teach Talmudim lashon ktsara. Rashi explains very interestingly the reason why a person should speak lashon ktsara. Very nice. Pshat, the end of Rashi v'chalecha, Rashi says, because if a person speaks in shorter words, he speaks in less words, he speaks clearer, he's not mayer so much, it will be easier to remember, it will be easier for a person to remember what he learned if it speaks in a shorter language. There's a few other pshatim in the Rishon and why we should speak Lashem Tzara. If we take a look at the Merkavis of Mishnah, which is the Real Shakar and Perkyavis, Perak Beis, Mishnah Beis, he offers another pshat. The Mishnah over there is referring to Talmud Chacham, and the Mishnah is referring to the fact that Talmud Chacham is also Isaac by Omenis, he's Isaac in Malacha. So, the Maram Shaka explains why is, when a Tamakhach learning, why is it called Isaac Mulacha? So he explains the Gamke and Karla Masai Bishem Mulacha. If he should Tamakhacham Tarak, Shiyelai Uman, the Klim Natsu Yadi, Tamakhacham has to have Kalim, he has to view it as if he's working, he has to have tools to his craft. And he explains the Yanni Tamid of Karai, he has to be able to teach Tamidim properly. When a, when a Rebbe gets up and teaches, he can't just get up and read the Gemara however he wants, he has to make sure to have the proper pedagogical tools to give over to educate Tamidim. And then he writes, the, and he explains like this, and he says he should teach Blush and Katsara, that the people who are listening don't get disgusted. Again, a very important reason, says the Maram Shaka, that the, a person should sh- make sure to teach Blush and Katsara because nobody's interested in going to Shira. The person just goes on and on and on. A person has to speak concisely. A person has to make sure that what he's saying is interesting. We mentioned this Meiri actually in the Akdama, I believe, that the Meiri describes the reason why a shear is called a shear. When we go learn Torah, we go to a shear is because a shear means an amount. Though before a person gets up and speaks, he should give a shear, he should give an amount how long he's going to speak, because again, it makes it easier for people to listen. But either way, Allah is that a person should make sure to teach. Says the Gemara of Is that true? 
that in any situation where it would be the same amount of letters to say either one, the terror uses, you make, goes out of its way to say Lashen Kavit, ask the Gemara, but the terror could have, so they had, has the option of either saying Rechavetz or saying Yeshavetz, and the same amount of letters, and the terror says Rechavetz, and to the Gemara, no, Rechavetz, because if it says Rechavetz without above, so therefore it was short to say Rechavetz. Now the Rishayim will ask, okay, so could it say Yeshavetz without above? And the Rishayim explained that Yeshavetz without, without above would come for a drasha, and therefore it couldn't say Yeshavetz without above, so that's what the terror used Lashen of Rechavetz without above. That's shorter than saying that's that's shorter than saying Yeshavetz. Now the Gemara is going to bring a few stories teaching us this lesson. A person should try to speak Lashen Naki, Lashen Kavit. Says the Gemara, "How many three Talmidim have you asked to come to Rav? Or two Talmidim were sitting in front of Rav? Chadamar Shavis and Hashmaita Kedavar Acher Misankin. This Gemara, this I, these halachas that we're learning are like a tired pig." And one, one of the Talmudim said that the learning that we're doing is like a tired goat. Now, what exactly are these references? What exactly are they referring to? Some Sefer has a very interesting shot over here. If you take a look at Rikivagar, he's in Sayin to the Rav and Pirkiyovis in Mesachlis Tamid, where the Rav Mesachlis Tamid writes that the Lashon of Sankim is Mesachlis, it's the Lashon of Anuv, and it's the Lashon of shaking, the Lashon of being moving. V'chein, Kigdim Mesankin, he quotes our Gemara, Gedishu, Ayef, Aydei, Nanuv, and Gichesh, Mnachan, Zebazai. He explains that it's like a goat that's very tired because of all it's fighting back and forth the goats fight with each other and therefore it's very tired so I think what Rebbe is referencing the idea that when Talmud Chacham learns the Gemara he learns the Torah through the Mecham Deshal Torah it could be very tired so it wasn't that they weren't, they weren't denigrating the Torah they weren't degrading the Torah they were saying that the, the halachas that were learning the Gemara that were learning are very complicated and were fighting and therefore we're very tired says the Gemara says the Gemara and Rav didn't want to talk to the Talmud he used the Lashen he used the Lashen Maguna who referred to the Torah Lashen Chazir even though he wasn't trying to say anything inappropriate. However, since Lamaisi could have said Lashon Naki and he didn't, Rav didn't want to speak to him. Says Gemara, "How many Talmidim have you asked to come to hell? Or two Talmidim were sitting in front of hell." And some people say the story happened in front of Rav. Why is it that when we're makbed and we cut down the grapes, we make sure to have tar kalim? However, we're not makbed that when we cut the olives, that they should fall into kalim, which are tar. And one man went straight to the point. He said, Why is it that when we are baits and we cut, we do patara? And when he referred to the olives, he said, And why is it that we don't care? We'll let them fall into kalim, which are Tell me when we cut the olives. Omar, so he responded, So he responded, either Rav, depending on who the story happened in front of, either it happened in front of Rav or it happened in front of Hillel, but either way, they said that, that it's clear to me that this person is going to be a Mayor Harabi Yisrael, this person is going to be Tom Chacham, he's going to pass on a lot of Shilas. So again, it's unclear which person are we praising. Are we praising the person who used the Lashinaki, who used the cleaner Lashin, the one who said, or are we praising the person who said, Lashin Katsara? So it's unclear, big machaik is Mishain. However, many Mishain learned that we're praising the first Lashon, we're praising the first person. He'll use the Lashon of the Ein Moiski Matara. And the Miri actually says it's not just because it's a cleaner Lashon, it's a nicer Lashon. It's because it's a more accurate description, it's a more accurate explanation of the halacha because we, the halacha is that when a person cuts the olives it doesn't have to go into Tamei Kli he just doesn't have to be makbid so to say that why are we Beitzer Ritomah that's not really so accurate it's why are we not makbid to be Beitzer Ritara so that's why it says the Meiri this person what we praise them because you use the more accurate Lashon it's interesting the Pesach Enayim over here asked the Shailah okay so it's very nice if, if you 
assume that the reason why we picked this man the is because he used Lashanaki. So it's very nice that he used Lashanaki. But why does that mean it's going to be a big time is going to pass in Shilas? Maybe that means it's a big tzaddik. But why does that mean it's going to be a Meir Rabbi Yisrael? So if you go to if you go to Meiri's Mahalach over here, then it has to do with accuracy. It has to do with being able to explain the halacha clearly. Then that might explain better why he's going to be Meir Rabbi Yisrael because a person who passed in Shilas has to be very careful with his words. The Gwarantan Hedges speaks speak this out as well. The Gwarantan Irvin, he has to be very a person who passed in Shilas. The Tam must be very careful to be very accurate in his descriptions of what he's talking about. It says in that's what happened that this person who used the Lashanaki or used the more accurate description or the one who used the shorter Lashan depending on which Lashan you go on the Rishayim but either way this person became a Meir Abisral continues the Gemara there were three Kahanim Chanam one of the Kahanim said that I got a shear in the Lachim upon the size of the bean Chanam one Kahan said I got the shear of Kizayis Chanam Argani Kizayim and one of the kind of said, I got the shear of the, the tail of a weasel. But so they checked after this person, this last kind who used such an inappropriate lush, upon him, so they talk found that he was possible they found something wrong in his lineage. But in general, once a person's kosher, once a kain is servicing is serving in the base of Migdash, the Allah is that we don't check his yichas. Why they check his yichas? Says the it's not that he had a psalm zikhas, rather he was a shachat psalm, which means he was disgusting. Rashi explains, It's not that he had bad lineage, rather this person was inappropriate, he was a Baal Gaiva, and therefore the Allah is that it was inappropriate that he should serve in the base of Migdash. So therefore, it's not that we were checking his yichas, it was just that we checked that this person himself wasn't somebody we wanted in the base of Migdash. Or in general, we don't check if a kayin is kosher or not. However, this person, this kayin, who had a reyesa, who made a reyesa on himself because he used such an Appropriate language in regards to Kachim, we checked into him and he talked ahead of Shemit. So, says my writer. There's a certain non-Jew who went up and he ate the carbon pesach from Yishalayim, and the Allah is that he non-Jew is not allowed to eat the carbon pesach. Amar, he said, but it says that a stranger is not eating the carbon pesach, and also call earlier a person doesn't have a meal is not eating from carbon pesach. And he said, I eat from the best part of the carbon pesach. So I'm going to be a told it told this non-Jew, do they give you tea from the tail? Non-Jew said, they don't give you from the tail. So Kisakis Lahasam, so Rudy Mazer told told him, when you go up to the base of Migdash, you should tell them, you should eat, you should ask them that they should give you from the current Pesach, they should give you from the tail of the current Pesach. And Rudy Mazer was doing a trick, because really the Allah is that you burn the tail of the current Pesach. So you want this non-Jew to go up, so that they would hop a shrik, they would realize that he's really not elite the current Pesach, and they would get rid of him. Says in Markisalik when he went up, so this non-Jew asked the people, he said, Can you please give me from the tail of the current Pesach? said back to him, Another Allah is that we burn the we burn the tail on the Mizbech. So what do you mean that we should give it to? Amrulay said they thought that something was wrong. So they asked him, who told you that you should ask us for the tail? Amrulay said back to him, Rabbi Yudin Maser, who told me this idea. So my high to come on. So they they were trying to figure out why exactly did Rabbi Yudin Maser tell this person this idea? They checked into this person, they recognized that he's a non-Jew, and they killed him. They sent to Rabbi Yudin They sent to Rabbi It's amazing that you're in Yitzivan, you're outside, you're in Chutzlarts, and you're able to set a trap in Yishalayim. Meaning they're praising Rabbi Yudin that he came up with this clever idea so that they'd be able to catch this non Jews trick and they would, they would be able to kill him. Now, it's an interesting discussion there. Right over here, why exactly was this person Chayim Misa? If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says that really, and the Rashi Mikasaf, Rashi says that really Rabbi Yudim Maser should have killed him. However, Rabbi Yudim Maser didn't have the capabilities to kill him, and that's why he sent them up to Yishalayim. And the question is, first of all, where is the Isra that says that a non Jew is not allowed to eat from the current Pesach? It's definitely not one of the Shadows in Nech. And second of all, even if it was, why was this person Chayim Misa? So it's interesting, Rabbi Chana over here has an interesting suggestion in Kayvit Shurim, but the reason why this person was Chayim is because he stole. Since he wasn't really allowed to have from the current Pesach, so what he took was stealing, 
and therefore it was usher from tea from the Karim Pesach. That's why he's chayv. And Malach is that as Haras and doing misasan, that Inaju doesn't need to be warned, he doesn't need to get asra, and therefore the Lachas were allowed to kill him. However, there are Akhrani and Ma'ira on the Shabbachana that this is really dependent on a big Machlaikis and Kama, whether this is considered Gzela or not. A person who does a trick and he gets something from somebody else, is that considered Gzela? If he pays for it, Definitely a fascinating discussion. However, the Minchaschanach and Simon Yadala is another suggestion. Hitaka suggests, based on this mag, maybe the Taka is an Isser for a non Jew to eat from the Karim Pesach, and it's not just an Isser for us to give it to him, it's an Isser for him to eat it himself. I, wise, not one of these Shadows from Nenech. So Tyson Radian by Dazar, Tyson Hedron speaks out that it could be the seven or not, just the only seven. There are more. And the reason why it's not counted, maybe suggesting Minchaschanach, is because it's not a Mitzvah Ladaris, it's only on Mesa Migdash. Definitely a very interesting discussion. But either way, the non was Chai Misa. And they killed him. Says Yehel Gikmar, last Gemara for today, Rav Kana Chalash, Rav Kana wasn't feeling well, Shad Rabban, and so the Rabban sent the Rishur Bereid of Idi, they sent Rav Yishur Bereid of Idi, Yomar, they sent him, Zil Badek, Maidine, go see how Rav Kana is doing, Asa, so he went, Ashka Dinach Nafshi, he saw that Rav Kana was Nifter, Karl Vushay, Vahadri, Lekar, Lachari, so he ripped his clothing, he did Echiv of Kriya, however, he turned the back of his, he turned it to the back of his clothing so that it wouldn't be so obvious, it wouldn't be so clear to people that he tore Kriya, Bachi Vasi, and he came and he was crying, Amrulay, so they sent him, Nach Nafshi, so they asked him, was Rav Kana Nifter, Amrulay, he said back to I don't want to tell you. Because a person who says bad news is a fool. And if you take a look at the Miri, the Miri actually brings this down. Says the Miri that a person should be careful. He should try not to be the bearer of bad news. And even if he has something bad to say, he shouldn't say it. He should have the people figure out on their own. One quick hour before we chazer. A very interesting taste. It's a very interesting discussion. The second about him taste in our daf says Taisvis the Gemara said that Rehud and Becerra sent this non-Jew to, up to the base of Migdash to eat the current Pesach now ask Taisvis why did Rehud and Becerra himself why was he not going up why was he himself not having the current Pesach so Taisvis says Maybe he didn't have any land. Or maybe he didn't have, he couldn't walk. Because Allah has your Patsam Karim Patsach, and we can't walk up to our bias. Very important. It's even Chutzlarts, he can look up as a free. That Taisa suggests that maybe it's even is in Chutzlarts, and therefore you're Patsam from the Karim Patsach. So here, many of the Akhrayim discuss what is the Makar for Taisis that a person who's in Chutzlarts is Patsam from the Karim Patsach, is Patsam from the Chio, the other regal. But we do see clear from Taisis, number one, that a person who who lives in Chutzlar, it's Pater from the Chiyah of the Regal, it's Pater from the current Pesach. However, there is a second very interesting discussion which comes out of our taste. And if we take a look at the Yitzlach, who's the Neid Behuda, the Mechaber of the Neid Behuda, wrote the Yitzlach on Zechut Sachim. So he writes like this. He's coming to explain what the Kasha of Taisa is. So he explains it's Lach. It's not a Kasha why Yerudim Mesir didn't go up to make the current Pesach. The Lach is that a person who is distance away from Yishalayim, we're going to see more about this, but Hashem later on in the Mesachta, he is part of him bringing the current Pesach. And says the Tzlach, a very important you said, we don't find that a person has an obligation to go up or to be next to Yushalayim so that he'll be in a situation where he's going to be mechayiv in the Karim Pesach. So therefore the Tzlach is explaining, he's explaining the Kasher Taisis, but the Yisraelah there, what the Tzlach is saying is that a person is not obligated to put himself in a situation where he's going to be mechayiv in the midst of Karim Pesach. I mean, a person who lives away from Yushalayim, he's not mechayiv technically to bring the Karim Pesach. If he wants, he could go closer to Yushalayim and then he'll be mechayiv. And if he doesn't bring him mechayiv, 
Pesach Sheni, etc. However, he's not mechuyiv to put himself in that situation. Which, if you take a look at the Milchus Chinuch and Mitzvah Hey Yud Gimel, he argues very strongly against this Tzlach. He says, you mean to tell me that the entirety of Klai Yisrael is potter from Karim Pesach unless you live right next to Yishalayim because they're not in the situation where they're mechuyiv? No, of course a person is mechuyiv to put himself to go next to Yishalayim in order to be mechayim himself. Now this Machlekes is really a fundamental Machlekes which is Negeah to call to Herkul the Chayatim and his Kalei Mitzvahs. He discusses this Shaila. For example, a person when Sukkot is coming up. So let's say a person says, I don't have any time to buy a lulav. I don't have any time to put up a sukkah. So now, when sukkahs comes, is that person, was he over any iser? Because practically speaking, he doesn't have a sukkah. He doesn't have a lulav. So maybe he'll tell me he's an ayinus. He's not over any iser for not buying the sukkah, for not buying the lulav. Or he'll tell me, no, he's mechiv. Before the mitzvah comes, he's mechiv to put himself in a situation where he'll be able to make the mitzvah. So a fascinating discussion that the minchas, that the chayadim discusses, which, which is really negayat to this nitziv, negayat to this minchas chanach. Many wants to discuss. There's definitely a lot of marmakayimus on the sukkah. Definitely a fascinating sukkah. Bez Hashem will see more about this in Taisis. In Mesach where Taisa discussed that a person is machavid to put himself in a situation to be machavid himself in the mitzvah. Take a look at the Chach Meshleimah and Yaradeh, Simchavchetz. He has this as a hakir of a person has two ways that he can go. He can either go on the path where he's going to be, have a mitzvah, or he can go on in a way that he's not going to be machavid mitzvah. He's machavid to put himself in a situation where he'll be able to machavid mitzvah. Definitely a very interesting hakir. He suggested that Misfar, a person would be machavid to go after the mitzvah. It is interesting that there's a lot of discussion in the Shachanarach, by Kisya Adam, Truma, Chala, many different situations where it seems like there's Raya's back and forth where the person is to put himself in a situation where it'll be Machayim Mitzvah or not. There's an interesting discussion between Kedushin as well, which is going to get to this. The Gemara describes how a person should, when a person sees that an older person is coming closer to him, he shouldn't put his eyes down, he shouldn't look away, so that he won't be Chayim. Again, a very interesting Ramakim, whether a person is Machayim to put himself in a situation of a Mitzvah or not. If anyone wants to discuss, there's definitely a lot of Raya's back and forth, but definitely a fascinating discussion which revolves around there. Traces around our Mitzach. The quick Chazar we saw today, the Gemara on the Abedal continued to bring rise back and forth whether the Ar is considered night or day. The Gemara concluded everybody agrees that Ar is really the night and the Machlekes just was. It wasn't really Machlekes, it was just different places. They use different Lashinas for nighttime. And then the Gemara explained that the reason why we started by saying Ar is because Mishnah wanted to start up with Lashinaki. The Gemara on the base went through the importance of speaking Lashinaki and finally the Gemara wrote down a few stories which showed us the importance of a person speaking Lashinaki, of speaking a nice language. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.